celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Are you sure we can fit this all into one show? We're going to try. We have a really big shoe today. Really, really big shoe. one 405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joey Turner and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. All toll free. 866-405-8405. Bart Simpson's going to be on the show today. Actually, actually, the voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. No, no, no. It's really Bart, Hal. Don't, don't do that to me. We're having Bart on. Uh, Nancy, who's a, a wonderful voiceover and friend of Animal Radio, joining us in a few minutes to tell us. Cool. Yes. She's, uh, she, you know what? Don't have a cow, man. Can you imagine a career that's lasted as long as that? <laughs> Bart Simpson, next to Mickey Mouse, is probably one of the most recognized cartoon little oh, guys easily. there is yes. yeah. in the world. Yeah. Right I've had I've had a chance to talk to her before. She's a, she's a real nice lady and real interesting. I, and when she does those voices, you're like, how does that come out of that nice lady? I know. <laughs> so tell us, you're working on news about, uh, and this is a strange, really strange story, probably the most strangest yeah. story I've ever heard. A guy euthanized his dog and then it came back to life. Is that correct? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. He had taken it to the vet. And you know, that's one of the biggest heartbreaks we any of us have to oh, go through. Yeah. And taken taken his de- dear sweet dog to the vet and then brought her home to barrier and she was awake the next morning. Oh. Is that like a sign? Yeah. Is that a sign don't euthanize this dog? Boy, and- I, I can't imagine having to go through the process again after mm. that. No, I yeah, I agree. I just oh, that's, I, that's I, I kind of I'm with you, Hal. I'm you know I'm, yeah, that's a dog that had second thoughts in ten lives. So. Yeah. Well hopefully we're gonna get Joy to talk to this dog later on in the show because this is uh this is a, a of course, for the Michigan man, Matt Oliveris, tough decision. Does he euthanize again? Was this a sign? What does he say to his kids who are eight and nine years old? How does he explain it? I think you can only only do that once. I think if my dog woke up the next day, yeah, I would have to keep the dog. I let nature nature take its course at that point. Well, this oh, is yeah. exactly what Matt Oliveris has to, to figure crazy. out right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We're going to the phones in just a few minutes. And uh, Joey, what kind of tip do you have today? Smelly paws, um, pee pee paws is what I call them. When dogs pee-pee run paws. through yarn, or even cats, go in the little box and run through yarn. I got a quick, um, easy home remedy to how to get that yarn smell off your dog or cat and um, make them fresh and clean. Will that work on my shoes? You know what? Yes, it absolutely will work on your shoes. Thank it'll work on your shoes. It'll work on your carpets. It'll work on a lot of things. Oh, I'm going to be listening to this one. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she'll actually uh, pee on herself by accident. She gets so excited, she'll go marking, and then she'll like pee on her well, leg. She picks up, she kind of curls around her body, and it twists her butt all the way around to her front leg, and she pees accidentally on her front leg. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that before. And this actually, this tip for the week will actually be perfect for that. Awesome. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Oh, this is cool. You're doing that story on that uh, Philadelphia woman who was trapped in a used yes. car lot? Uh, in a used oh. car lot. And a 56-year-old woman who scampered on top of a car when the guard dogs came after what her. What kind of guard dogs were they like, that, that she could scamper on top of a car? Like chihuahuas? What, I mean, no, can't no, most dogs? No, no, these were big, big, snarky, nasty, like Doberman Pinschers and Rottweilers and stuff. Well, you would oh, think yeah, that- she... she that they could jump up on the yeah, car with her. So. Well, I think she, she got locked in there, and she looked around and and went, "What the heck?" And right then, the dogs came after her, and just before they got close to her, she was on top of a car. 
So they weren't able to, I guess it was a toll car because they weren't <laughs> able to get to her. And she couldn't get 911. To, the, she, the cops didn't come right away, so she called a local TV station. Oh, they were there faster, huh? They were there a lot faster. Are you kidding? These guys hey. are going, that's a slow night. We need some film. Hey, there's a lady on top of a car downtown. Now you know who Being to chased follow. by dogs. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, we'll be checking in with you in just a few minutes on that news story. Nancy Cartwright joining us in a few minutes, and uh, she's the voice of Bart Simpson on uh, The Simpsons. She has a lot of animals. She has a ranch full of animals. She does. She even has a cow, man. Cow? <laughs> <laughs> Judy, you're doing everybody's voices today. So far, you've done Ed Sullivan, you've done Lily Tomlin, now you're doing a little bit of Bart. You're really a very multi-talented woman. Hey, what am I doing doing here? (laughs) Okay, we're going to go to the phones next, 1-866-405-8405. Ring us up now if you want to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hey, it's Al Abrams. 1-866-405-8405. Come celebrate with us. Judy Francis is answering calls right now, screening those for Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. One ringy dingy, two ringy dingies. All the animals are coming together. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, Boog the Studio Cat, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. I see you didn't bring the cat in today. Bogey. No. No, not. Didn't like no, it last no, week. No, no. <laughs> no, he loved it. It's just, you know, he he was already settled in for the day. <laughs> and, you know, you can't move a 22-pound cat if he really doesn't want to be moved. No, that's a heavy, heavy cat, by the way. Yeah, he's big and tall. You know, he's not that wide. He's big and long. Nancy Cartwright joining us in a few minutes. And uh, those of you that know of Animal Radio, a long-time listener, know that she's... Uh, She's the voice of Bart Simpson on uh, The Simpsons. She has a lot of animals. She has a ranch full of animals. She does. Hi, April. Yes, hi. How are you? I had a question about my uh, Siamese cat. It's an older cat, and um, for quite some time now, he's been having a lot of wax built up in his ear. Mm, So I've taken him to my vet numerous amount of times. She's cleaned the cat's ear out. Keeps getting a lot of, like, junk out of his ear. And okay. I've gone home. Well, at first I was just putting the drops in his ear, cleaning out that way and taking, like, a Q-tip. But then I okay. realized I better not do it like that. So then I started to put the cleaner on a cotton ball. And then I was just taking the cotton ball and just swabbing it around inside the ear, hoping maybe some of it would drop, you know, get in there. He's been like that. He constantly, he was tearing today. He um, he moves his head back and forth, so I know it's bothering him. I don't okay. know how to get rid of that problem. Now, are, is he currently getting an um, like a medication, an ointment or something as well? No, just, just a cleanse. Just an ear okay. cleanse for buildup of, like, garbage and wax, usually wax. Okay. Like I said, he's an older cat. He's, like, 12 years old now. Yeah. Um, okay. Did, and did they do any kind of screening tests looking for ear mites or anything of that nature? I did have them. They said he had no ear mites. She she puts a probe in his ear and everything, looks in his ear. There's no ear mites. I mean, okay. he's an indoor cat. I know you can get mites inside, too, but he's never been outside. Never. 
Okay. The, the, my first thought here is that number one is anytime we have excess wax in the ears. Now, ear mites kind of look a little distinctive. Ear mite wax is kind of blackish colored. It looks like Oreo cookie crumbs to me, if I could use a good food terminology. So if we're not looking in that department, then I would always want to get a sample of the actual wax and look at it under the microscope. Um, because beyond ear mites, there are other organisms that we can run into that can cause right. even chronic problems. So um, that's usually something called cytology, and it can be done pretty quickly in a veterinary office. It takes about 15 minutes, um, and it helps us to rule in or out the possibility that there's something like a yeast organism that could be living in there happily in that dark, deep corner of the ears, um, or wow. things like bacteria. So that would be number one if I were seeing your kitty, is I would do that first First and foremost, before I talk about anything else, then if I make the assumption, okay, if everything looks good and there's no infection, we're going to go down one road. If there's infection, I'm going to treat that appropriately, maybe with topical medicines, maybe with some oral ones, depends on what we're dealing with. So I'm going to make the assumption, in your kitty's case, that everything's fine and we just got tons of earwax. And we do see this a lot, sometimes in older pets. Right. Sometimes we'll see it in certain breeds, and breeds like the Sphinx, the hairless cats. We can see excessive amounts of earwax. And yeah. it's basically, there is a diagnosis for it. We call it ceruminous otitis, which is just a fancy word for a lot of wax that just keeps coming up in these ears. And it's due to um, overactive glands, the oil glands in the ear. So the challenge is, if we're dealing with that, my first thing is I talk about allergies, and I talk about causes of chronic earwax when there's no infection. So I will often put kitties or dogs on um, a hypoallergenic diet as a way to try to manage the earwax. Um, And then cleansers, I use... In these situations, a little sparingly because you can almost overdo it. Okay. So um, I'm a fan of using a good um, ear wash preparation. And again, I'm a fan also not of using a lot of Q-tips deep in the ears because you can you won't puncture the kitty's ears, right. eardrums, but you will just shove things deeper down. So um, we can use the wash to loosen it. But um, I, I would generally maybe use that only on a weekly or every other week basis because you can really overstimulate those um, oil glands in the ear. But that's kind of always my thing. I always want to get a sample of goo, wax, um, pus, whatever it might be, because it really does lead us down different pathways in how we can help um, our pets. And I know I mentioned... Where do you get the ear wash? Where do you get that? Well, generally, I will prescribe that through my veterinary office. And and there can be some good ones that are sold over the counter, but um, I would only do that with your veterinarian's direction. Um, The type of ear wash that I basically use is a just general cleansing um, agent, so nothing that's medicated, nothing that has pesticides for ear mites. Um, in my office, I'll either use um, the micellar solution, um, and it's called the Duxo brand, um, or we'll use malacetic. And those are just good acidifying washes, help to cleanse the ears. Um, and then there are some other products we'll use for uh, chronic waxiness in the ears or on the skin, and those are a little bit different type brand um, that contain a physostigmine, kind of a crazy word there. Um, and that also is good Duoxo. So you might have to talk with your vet and see if those things would be appropriate for your kitty. Because um, okay. I always want to make sure we treat them. Um, I'm sorry. You also mentioned something about the diet. My, because the cat is older, mm-hmm. I like go out of my way. I buy them the best. 
Good. And it's nothing to say that you're not feeding a good food, but because we can have problems with heavy wax in the ears and skin problems that are food-related and allergy-related, we would need to go to something that's truly a hypoallergenic diet. Um, and there's two different ways we can do that. Uh, there's uh, hydrolyzed protein diets that your veterinarian will carry. Um, and there's also novel protein diets, which usually have one carbohydrate and one protein. So those two are typically purchased through veterinary offices. But that might be something to consider um, to use more of a systemic way to treat that so you don't have to keep you know, doing the washing and the terrorizing of the ear treatment, which we know cats just don't dig in the first place. <laughs> what about so. feeding them like the food that he's on now? Because um, he's been on different kinds in the past, but then... The, the food that he's on now is like all natural. It's like the mm-hmm. first, the very first ingredient in the food that he's eating is like meat. It's not like this artificial stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's um. It's really really good. It's it's expensive, but my cat's worth it. It's Chinese, so he's worth it. Yeah. Well, I'd have to say if we're talking about doing a proper food trial, as good as that food is, no matter what you're paying at the pet store. It's not going to be the same thing as doing a proper hypoallergenic food trial. So if you want to do that, you definitely will need to talk to your veterinarian about the proper food on that. Um, if not, we just don't get to eliminate that possibility. Uh, food trials, they're tough. You know, we have picky eaters sometimes. You have to do this for eight weeks in a row without adding outside food substances. So it can be really tough to commit to in a household. So if, if you can't do it, just understand we can't really eliminate that possibility and go with that treatment option. But um, yeah, a little food for thought there. So that might be something you might be able to consider, April, and just uh, you know chat with your vet if that seems appropriate for your kitty as well. Good luck with things. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer Dog Training Colors. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip for the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch he color. Have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name They're of it? Prong color. Right. Is quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phytofriendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. It is toll-free to Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Lori Roberts working on news. Got to try some of that by nature food, didn't you? Well, not personally, but uh, the cats are just digging it. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. they, yes, we got the box and then I took it out of the box and set uh-huh. it aside until, like, in the two really nicely sealed bags until, you know, I was done with what they're currently eating and Groucho, our Maine Coon, would not leave it alone. And I was like, dude, and I kept moving it up higher and he kept trying to get to it higher and higher and higher. So fi- and he was really upset for about a day and a half until I went, all right, I'll open it. And he was like, thank you. Hello. <laughs> and, and so I opened it and, and now that's what they're eating and they're just just loving it, all three of them. Okay. Ah, they're hooked. It's they good. have the seafood platter. It is good stuff. Uh, and if you hear my yeah. voice right now, anyone within the sound of my voice, I'd like to give you a free bag, either a seven-pound bag for your cats or a 17-pound bag for your dogs of by nature dog food or cat food. They have a lot of great flavors, and Judy will explain those when you call at one 405 8405 Or you can head on over to the website at animalradio.com and hit the by nature logo or the uh, banner at the top of the page, either one of those, and you'll get a rebate form for a free bag of by nature cat food or dog food. Vlade, Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, do you like cats? Of course I do. Uh, the cats are the great exerciser for the dog. Hey. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I, you know, of course, I'm uh, as the animal lover, I'm supposed to love every animal. And of course, my priority is their dogs. I'm not this spokesperson for the cats. But but like like the dogs and the cats, we just you know get along, you know sometimes you know so we we get along well. That's what I will tell you on that. <laughs> but you know the searching breeds of the dogs, they remind me cats. So that is why, and I'm not the cat trainer. I have to tell you, if you mm-hmm. need to train the cat, you have to call my Russian friend. Uh, what is his name? We had him before. Oh, Gregory Popovich. Popovich. Yeah, yeah, he's a great cat trainer. So when somebody call me with Sharpay. Chow Chow, Shiba you know, and I keep come uh, keep keep going it. You know, it doesn't mean I don't like them. I just believe they're more like a cat from the cat commercial, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm not the great great cat trainer uh, uh, until you know maybe when the economical environment gets even worse. So from that time, I will be looking for that. Hey, I'm just thinking that. Uh it's harder to train a cat. Is it, are you just not up for the challenge? You know, uh, train the cat for obedience. It's like training uh, training them to to, to swim. Uh, my specialization is I'm dealing. I'm up to the challenge, but I like the pack oriented creatures. Cat is not pack oriented creatures, and I'm the great expert when it comes to living in the pack. Whatever a pack it could be, it could be dogs pack, human pack, 
family pack, work pack. Uh, my philosophy, see, the Caesar Milan, for instance, believe that uh, we have uh, just the humans and we have a dog's pack and humans don't understand them because of, you know, um, you know, we, we, we have different culture. I don't, I don't buy that. I, I, I believe, uh, you know, humans no better, no worse than dogs. And I believe humans um, duplicate uh, dogs' behavior, which is which is pack behavior, every step on the way. And in a lot of cases, cases my um, clients become better managers, uh, better parents, because they learn from canine mother. So it affects them in other parents. things than their relationship exactly. with their animal. They succeeded. They really succeeded, especially ladies, which is my major clientele. Uh, I'm just empowering them. I'm giving them power back. And Guys are intimidated by you. They do. They do. They do. Yeah, not just like that. They're paying the money sometimes and go on vacation or on the business trip. When they come back, people, they cannot believe what I'm what I've done with their girlfriends or wives. The yeah. wife told them now. Yeah. Have you ever gotten beaten up yeah. because of that? Be That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once, once I met once I met one. Uh, my uh, he was a Jew, Orthodox, and he met me on the street and he told me so he doesn't like me at all after we finished the training. And I, I asked him why. I mean, I did a good job with your dog. He he said, yeah, but since you train, since you work with my wife, our relationship has been changed with her. <laughs> so <laughs> you must fear for your life. Well, I should have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. one 405 to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Now, when people call up and they say, what kind of dog should I get, Vladi? You often steer them towards the German Shepherd. Well, we're talking no, about, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. wrong. I mean, what about you're wrong. Because, yeah. Yeah, because a few people called, and I really did it, because they were looking for some type of the ultimate pet would be protector and things like that. Yeah. But in reality, I believe, because Americans are so democratic, Americans have a, so much democratical persuasion. They want to treat everyone equal in this world. As no in our culture in the world, I always suggest for the people in this country, they're better off to stick with golden or lab. There are two democratical breeds, and they just love everybody, thinks everyone is a good guy, and I love them. They're great dogs. I also love Portuguese water dog, would be which Barack Obama made a good choice. He asked me, I told him. Yeah. Maybe yep. you could advise him on some other things too. What about small dogs? Small dogs. small dogs. Your Chihuahua would not be my 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 best choice. You know that. Yeah, and I, I don't I afraid that. to tell you. you well, uh, you she's know not a me. Chihuahua. That's Officially. why. Officially. I mean, she's actually a Jack Russell. Yeah. It's mix. even worse. Yes. It's even worse. So, so <laughs> What would you recommend if somebody wanted a small dog? Okay. Okay. For the small dogs, I would start with uh, uh, Bijan. Okay. I like Bijan. I like Maltese. I like um, I like poodles. You know, uh, Ladybug is twenty five percent Maltese. She does have some Maltese in her. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's why she's not so bad. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> she just no, looked up. I saw I saw I saw the great Chihuahuas few, but you know, in a lot of cases, when the God opened the door, He closed the window for them. So I saw many bad of them. But I do believe you need to understand. Uh, uh, chihuahuas. You need to socialize and raise them properly, not babying and kissing and hugging them all the time because they're so loyal and become very territorial. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so you know, there is a lot of great dogs and great breeds. Uh, you just need to match it. Look at your background, uh, backyard, how big you have. You see, here in California, 
Where you live, there's not a lot of backyard space. Exactly. And in general, in California, I used to know that people have a backyard a little bit bigger maybe than Michigan people have a balcony, you Uh know? Uh Yeah. So you need to choose because some sporting breeds like to run a lot, so you you can get them. You have to get something slow, maybe dog who doesn't need so much physical activities or, you know? Mm -hmm. So it depends on a lot of things. You have kids, big kids, small kids. People always call. We always give the answers. one 405 to get your set of answers right now, free of charge. Void where prohibited. <laughs> He's just being silly. Hey, Joy, how are you doing today? I'm pretty marvelous. How about yourself? Very good. You ready to go to the phones? Absolutely. I believe we have Cindy on the phones. Hi, Cindy. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you? I'm in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I've actually been there. It's You've a very been to Stillwater, I've been to Oklahoma. St- it's a very small town, but isn't there a college? The college is there. Yes, Oklahoma yeah. State yeah, University. I've, yes, I've been there. Anyway, I'm sure you called to talk to Joy, not to us. And Joy's right here, so go ahead. Hi, Hi Joy. Hi. Yeah, I've spoken with you before on some other things, and I, I need some help with my daughter's uh, cat, Pumpkin. He. Um, he came out to stay with me for a little while, and one of the dogs I had taken in killed him. And my daughter's distraught big time. She misses him extremely and wants to get another cat, but I think I have heard you say before that they can come back. They actually can. If their souls choose to reincarnate, they can do that. Can you tell if, if he will and, and if he would like to come back to her because she really, really misses him? And how long ago did he pass, Cindy? been about a week he gives me a big sigh and he says he's a little bit disappointed in how things turned out that wasn't exactly what he had intended neither did we so he wants you to know to please tell your daughter that he can come back but it's not going to be right away because he needs to figure out what he kind of did wrong in order to have things end up like this and Often this is true with animals and humans that I've spoken with on the other side. When there's a traumatic passing, Mm -hmm. they often need to kind of what we would consider basically take a little rest. Okay. So he's going to rest first, although he would like her definitely to go out immediately and get another kitty. Okay. All right. But you don't see him coming back for a while then? He says he will be back, but probably not for quite a period of time and he'll come back to her he says yes he does want to do that she loves him so much and the other thing he wants her to know is that his body isn't present with her but his energy always is his spirit we would say or his soul Uh so she can talk to him just like she would have when he had his body and in fact he says he's been hanging around her and he's not sure she understands he's there yeah she doesn't yeah Okay, tell her to, for instance, a lot of people will, especially at times at, like at night when the animals used to be on the bed, they'll almost feel like they've gotten on the bed with them. Some people even say they've actually felt the bed sink in like the weight of the cat or the dog or whoever it would be would have done when they were in their physical self. Yes. Other people see things kind of out of the corner of their eye and they turn expecting to see their animal companion and it is the spirit of the animal, so they don't actually see it, but they do sense on an internal level that they're present with them. Okay. So have her pay attention to that, and he says she really needs to go out. He's hoping this weekend and get another kitty. Okay. We will then, yes. He says, is that a promise? 
that you'll go and help her get one? That's a promise. This weekend, he says? This weekend. Cross your heart, hope to die, poke a needle in your eye? Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Seriously, he really thinks she needs another kitty. He thinks that there's a big hole in her life without one. Oh, yeah, without him, she's just mourning something fierce. Yeah, she misses him so bad. Yeah, he thinks the best way for her to get over that is to have another kitty to pay attention to and to give her love to. Okay. Thank you for your call, Cindy. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. And I'm proud to say Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you're traveling to Chicago, take your pet along and stay at a Kimpton Hotel. They have four locations in Chicago and over 50 across the U.S., all pet-friendly with zero fees and no size or weight limits. Do you hear that, Lori? Zero fees and no size so or weight cool. How can they? How can they do that? Yeah. Because they're good folks, that's how. They'll re- even recommend pet-friendly parks, shops, and restaurants in all, all of San Francisco. Find out more about Kimpton Hotels' hospitality program by calling 1-888-Kimpton, K-I-M-P-T-O-N. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Roberts for Animal Radio News. Well, the TV shows Bones and South Park have had episodes paying homage to the reality show Jersey Shore. And now, thanks to the American Kennel Club, pets are getting into the act. According to them, here are a couple of the Jersey Shore players and their canine equivalents. Mike, the situation Sorrentino, who once described himself as looking like Rambo with his shirt off. Well, they decided he's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. And Nicole Snooky Polizzi, the short, fake tan and hair poof train wreck that works as a veterinary technician she's what else a shih tzu <laughs> a big animal radio tip of the hat to steve smith and elaine marker of the rolling dog ranch steve and elaine after working in careers for boeing in seattle opened the ranch in montana for handicapped animals in 2000 the ranch is funded by public donations and houses 80 animals 40 dogs 10 cats and 30 horses and 25 of those animals are blind and all have one or several disabilities well after 10 years in montana with the harsh winters in their remote location and other issues they packed up their ranch and successfully moved it east to New Hampshire. Many have told them it would be too hard on the animals, but Steve said people forget these animals have already been through a lot and had come to them from many parts of the country. The Rolling Dog Ranch is now on 120 forested acres just outside Lancaster in New Hampshire. For more info on them, you can go to rollingdogranch.org. Medical studies have shown for a long time the benefit of service animals to people dealing with mental issues. But now, experts are saying just owning a pet can really help those with bipolar disorder. Pets provide a sense of being known and understood, and unconditional love can restore a person's empathy. Pets also help bipolar patients to feel more connected with the world and create a comforting sense of family. And as we know, our pets help us, so now some information on how we can help our pets. Many times, animals may not recover well from surgery or have hip pain as they get older and several other ailments. Keep in mind, acupuncture may be an option. More and more, it's being used successfully on pets, disproving the common myth that many people have that you must believe in the acupuncture for it to work. If you do seek out an acupuncture remedy for your pet, make sure they are certified by one of the three U.S. centers. To find out more, check out the International Vet Acupuncture Society at IVAS.org. 
Ever have that scary feeling you might be left inside a store when they close up and they don't know you're there? Well, it happened to a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania woman who got trapped in a used car lot. What do used car lots in big cities use at night? Big, mean, well-trained guard dogs. The 56-year-old woman quickly crawled on top of a car to escape the dogs and called 911. But when they didn't respond quickly, who are you going to call? A local TV station. These guys know good film when they hear about it, and they rushed to the scene and helped the woman escape. The cops showed up 25 minutes later. I'm guessing the TV crew distracted the dogs with fast food burgers, and if you know any TV people, you know they know where all the drive throughs are in town. And and I'm guessing the woman did not return to buy a car, no matter how good the deal. <laughs> I'm Lori Roberts for Animal Radio News. For breaking animal news, go to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. It's that easy to connect toll-free with any one of the Dream Team. Dog Father, Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Dr. Debbie with your vet questions. Animal communicator, Joy Turner or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here at your beck and call. Lori Roberts is working on some very strange, strange news. Oh, by the way, did I say Bart Simpson on the show today? <laughs> yes, Nancy <laughs> Cartwright will be joining us in just a few minutes. And she, of course, uh, imagine having that career, being the voice of Bart Simpson for, what, 20 years now, 25? It's been a long time. Unbelievable. That's that's a great job. No kidding. And she has a red That's like being the voice of Hal Abrams. I know. (laughs) And I've only been doing that for like a couple of years. I'm not even sure it'll be a good gig or not, if it'll (laughs) stick. She has a lot of animals over at her ranch. She does have a cow. And seahorses. Cows and seahorses. Yes. I love seahorses. Aren't they cool? They uh, Did you know the they, guys? They, they truly are. You, you know what? I don't know if I can keep them, though, because they're so delicate. I, and and I'm, I mean, I'd love to have a saltwater tank. I just don't know yeah, how Yeah, I tried. I had two in a tank, and they didn't. Didn't work out for you. Yeah, the the male of the species actually raises the children. Yeah, I believe they're the ones that get the pregnant. I don't yeah, know how that works. Gets the eggs. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Lori Roberts reporting on this very strange story coming up about a dead dog that comes back to life. It seems like something that you would see on the front of uh, National Enquirer or something like this, but it's a true story out of Redford, Michigan, about a gentleman who brought his dog, Mia, into the veterinarian. That said, you know, it's not looking so good. Mia had hip problems, severe hip problems, and felt that she was probably in pain. And the choice was to euthanize the animal at that time or to go into some uh, very costly procedures to fix the hips. He had decided to go ahead and euthanize Mia, put her out of her pain. And it's a tough decision that anyone has to make that decision whether or not to put their animal to sleep. And he made the decision to do this and did it and brought Mia home. And uh, put me in the garage. It was a Saturday. He figured on a Sunday would be a great day to uh, to bury me at and all. So he put her into the garage and woke up the next day and came out. And Mia was alive, sitting there waiting for him. Like, what happened? It's a very strange story that could have had a horrible ending. Of course, Mia could have been cremated or been buried on Saturday. you got to also ask why she survived. Let me tell you something. I've seen that movie Pet Cemetery, and I'd be a little bit nervous. 
<laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what he said. He said it was a little bit like pet cemetery. Now, Joy, you said earlier that Mia is okay and doesn't really want to go now. That's what she told me. So, is this something that we should be passing on to Matt, the guardian? Because he has to decide whether or not to do this again. I mean, how do, how do you decide that? That's even worse than the first time. He's a father of two kids, an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old, and he has to explain to them what's going on. And that would be a real fun thing to do. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, I would certainly think that if that's something you want to do, that would be an appropriate thing to do. Pass it on to him. Well, that's all coming up in the news in just a few minutes. A few more details on that. It's got, it all happens here on this Halloween weekend. Please be careful if you take your pets out this weekend. I know that uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, likes trick-or-treating, but some dogs don't like it. Some dogs no, They're it, afraid it of the costumes, them. and the people come with all the different clothes and different things, and they do not My like My dogs, it. we got to lock up. They'll, they'll, they'll tear everyone apart. Everyone that's dressed in the bell, they, they will. Have a very safe Halloween. We're going to the phones next here at one 405 8405 Hi, Laura. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Maryland. Oh, how beautiful. Well, I've got the good doctor here. How can we help you? Well, Hi, Laura. I didn't want to over-vaccinate my three-year-old huskies, um, but uh, I didn't know what you thought about rabies. Okay, and whether yeah. we should do that all the time, and because she also will sometimes um, get rodents or what have you to get in the yard. Mm, okay. Well, definitely. I, and I can understand the concerns. Everyone's, you know, we don't want to do too much to hurt our pets. So there's a good point with vaccinations, and there's a concern level. Now, at three years of age, if we have pets that are going outside, I, I guess I'm going to stick on the side of preventative medicine, and I think that vaccinations are going to be very important for your pets. Um, all that being said, uh, there's other things that we want to deal with as well. Now, rabies vaccination is a very big concern, and rabies is a huge problem across the country. So it is not something that I would ever recommend somebody just opt out of because they were choosing to. There might be some medical conditions where we might say, ugh, maybe this might be dangerous for the pet, but uh, that's the rarity. Uh, for the average pet, rabies is a very big real concern. And in fact, there are stories all across the country of even puppies, kittens that come in and we find out have rabies, that they've been exposed to a wild animal, uh, an infected animal, and uh, sadly they're put to sleep. Um, it's a human health concern, so I really don't play around with rabies. Um, a lot of the wildlife vectors, the different animals carry this disease. So you do want to make sure you stay up with that vaccine very regularly, uh, every year to three years, depending on what state you live in. Um, other vaccines are definitely important as well. Um, but I'd say for what you're describing, if your dog is hunting critters that are coming into the yard, I would also want to make sure that we're doing regular deworming um, because there's a lot of these wild critters, rabbits, rodents, that can carry disease. Um, so we want to make sure we're treating regularly for intestinal parasites. Um, fortunately for most dogs, if we're giving a monthly heartworm preventative, um, many of those products actually take care of that kind of deworming as well. Some don't cover everything, though, so we have to be a bit vigilant with that in adding in other products. Um, the, I guess the other concerns I'd have kind of fall into things like flea and tick um, because we know that rodents can carry um, fleas. 
and that can harbor disease for not only pets but our, ourselves. And, uh, you know, even like deer, they can carry ticks and that can carry Lyme disease. So we want to make sure that we're also using regular um, flea and tick control for your pets um, just so that when the wildlife crosses over into the backyard <laughs> that we can, we can make sure that doesn't pass to your pets or to yourself from there. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, as far as is there any other like health concern that they currently have that you are no. concerned oh, about none vaccination? At none at all. I just didn't want to overdo anything, you know. But I yeah. knew rabies was probably one I definitely had to keep up with and do, and just wanted to make yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and I'm really a fan of sticking to the regular vaccination protocols until a pet gets into more of their senior years. Um, so that might mean you're vaccinating for a disease every year or every couple years. Um, but as we get into the senior years, then I focus a little bit more on senior wellness care, which may not be vaccinating. We might do a vaccine titer instead. And a titer is basically a blood test that we test for potential antibody protection against a disease like parvovirus or distemper virus. And that might give us a little bit of an ease of mind, if you will, that um, you know an older pet doesn't need a vaccine because they've been protected and they've got good titers or good level for that. But otherwise, yeah, I'd say make sure we keep those pets uh, healthy there, Laura, with the, the regular vaccination protocol and then the deworming. Thank you for your call today, one As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. dog's your best friend and always ready to show you love. Give that love back with Pure Love Dog Treats from Sargent's. They're low in fat, contain omega fatty acids, and no animal byproducts. Sargent's Pure Love Treats, the perfect way to bring happiness and health to your dog all in the same bite. Bacon, peanut butter, and honey flavors make these treats irresistible. There's a Sargent's Pure Love Treat for every size dog. Live with purpose. Love with passion. Treat with pure love. Visit SentryPetCare.com for more. Hi, I'm Buddy the Dog, and I'm here to tell you about Smart Tag Pet ID. I was wearing the Smart Tag when I got lost and ended up at a dog shelter. I'm microchipped, but my information wasn't up to date. My parents reported me lost to the Smart Tag recovery specialists, and I was home in no time. Smart Tag is offering one year of free pet protection. Purchase Smart Tag at Petco or PetSmart. Enter code RADIO at setup for your free one year of pet protection. Learn more at www.smarttags.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977.
Well, uh, you've dyed your dog in Kool-Aid, I see. You have a red dog. It's And you're going trick-or-treating tomorrow, I understand, Judy, with the dog. Yes, I am. I'm going to put her in her stroller and take some bags, one for her doggy treats and one for candy in case they wish to donate for, for, you. for me. Candy for you. Was it messy? Not her, really. But, I, but, but, but she got to say her hands are, are red. They're right there. Still, <laughs> yeah, just a little. You know, I found next time I'm going to use like a pastry brush or just a paint brush would be a lot easier. Or put some. What did you use? <laughs> just like a paper towel and I dipped it and kind of wiped it on her. Cherry Kool-Aid? Okay. Yeah. 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 Did she resist? You know, she hates her baths and she thought that's what she was getting, so she was a little freaked out by it. Just a few minutes away, Nancy Cartwright will be joining us, of course, the voice of Bart Simpson. And uh, do we have a Dodge Journey pet destination? Can we do that now? Let's do it. Are they on hold? Okay. It's time for your Dodge Journey pet destination. Of course, the Dodge Journey has won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award with fold-down stain-resistant seats, a chill zone glove box cooler for drinks, and multiple storage options with removable, washable liners. you got to love that when having an animal. It's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. Hi, who's this? This is Sharon. Hey, Sharon. How you doing today? Oh, great. Where are you? I'm in California right now. Are you a truck driver? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you must see a lot of the country, huh? Oh, yeah. No, we see a lot of it. Do you travel with your, your dog? Yes, we do. What kind of dog do you she's have? A, she's a Labradoodle. She likes oh, traveling, huh? Those are pretty dogs. Uh, Yeah, she's pretty truck acclimated. She's been in the truck almost all her life. Wow, okay. So you're calling in today with the Dodge Journey Pet Destination. You see it all kinds of places across the country. You test them all out. What is your favorite place to take your dog? Uh... Well, the best place that we've ever stayed is uh, the Executive Suites in Wichita, Kansas. Like a hotel? Yes. Why uh, is that so special? Well, uh, one thing you guys don't mention, it had parking for big trucks, and uh, they had no weight restrictions, and, and they welcomed the dog in there, and and they had uh, a really, really nice room. They were very friendly and they had free laundry, and and uh, it was just it was just great. So it's, great it's breakfast. not only friendly for the dogs, but friendly for our truckers, too. Yes. Two big screen TVs in a room, and it was great. <laughs> I bet I know where a lot of truckers are going to be staying tonight with their dogs. Through Wichita, yeah. Okay, so that's in Wichita. It's called the Executive Suites? Yes. Okay, we're going to make that the Dodge Journey Pet Destination for the week. What's your dog's name? Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe, I have stuff for Phoebe, okay? Oh, great. Hold on for one second. 1-866-405-8405 if you want to be next week's Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? Hi, I'm Buddy the Dog, and I'm here to tell you about Smart Tag Pet ID. I was wearing the Smart Tag when I got lost and ended up at a dog shelter. I'm microchipped, but my information wasn't up to date. My parents reported me lost to the Smart Tag recovery specialists, and I was home in no time. Smart Tag is offering one year of free pet protection. Purchase Smart Tag at Petco or PetSmart. Enter code RADIO at setup for your free one year of pet protection. Learn more at www.smarttags.com. Ruff! This is Animal Radio, baby. You just don't realize how important a groomer is in your life until your animals have been groomed. 
And that's the way it was for us here at Animal Radio. Joey Filani came into our life January of this year, and all the animals have looked spectacular ever since. Plus, we've learned a lot of great tips that I'm compiling into the unauthorized Animal Radio Bible, which will be uh, on big, sale. Big money maker, yes. <laughs> and uh, this week, your tip is a good tip about smelly feet, and it is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. Remember, you can get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. Now's the time to help your older pet and get a huge discount at the same time. Good place to shop for those Christmas presents, too. You know, they have all kinds of things to keep your pet young, from beds to supplements, grooming aids. You'll find more than just great stuff over there. And look for the Animal Radio logo and put in your promotional code RADIOSPP. RADIOSPP. Before you start shopping, you'll get 25% off. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to present to you Mr. Joey Volani on Animal Radio. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, did you ever have, well, we just spoke about this basically, but when a dog will urinate on himself or will just walk in through its urine by accident as, um, you know, you're, you're walking the dog, or even a cat coming out of the little box and, mm-hmm. and their feet, you know, have, have a little bit of an odor to them. I found a wonderful, wonderful remedy, and it's something that you, you've definitely heard me talk about this a few times with a few different types of, of uh, what do I want to call it, um, of remedies. And I like to use OxyClean. Now, OxyClean is oxygen-based, really? and also it's non-toxic to your pets. Now, because it's oxygen-based, it automatically will blow that scent out of the water immediately. So what you're going to do, Hal, is you're going to take a tablespoon of OxyClean, to four ounces of very warm water, mm-hmm. not too hot, but warm, and add a couple of drops of dish detergent. Now, what the dish like, detergent like does, Dawn works fine. Okay. Works fine. Just a couple. And when I say a couple of drops, one, two drops maximum. Anything more than that could be irritating, and it um, also could be a pain in the neck to, um, to, to clean up because then you're going to have some suds. What you want to do is put this in a squirt bottle in a sprayer, shake it up real good. Spray it on the pet. You could spray it on their feet. You could spray it on their legs. You could spray it on your carpet. You could really? spray it on your shoes. Um, yep. Oh. Um, anything and it's going to get the smell out and just dry it now what it does is the oxyclean because it's oxygen based will break it down immediately uh, unlike um a lot of these um enzymatic cleaners but mm-hmm. enzymatic cleaner does it changes the odor molecule okay and dehydrates it so when it hydrates again guess what you have you oh. have the odor back when you use an oxygen based cleaner it doesn't have to be oxyclean any oxygen based cleaner um that you just want to read it it should say non-toxic and um you, you know what wet it down spray it on it breaks it down immediately wipe it off and you got clean fresh feet you don't have to worry wow. about your pet getting sick from it but don't get it in their eyes because it'll attack proteins and your eye is all protein so mm. it's not a good thing if you do flush it immediately they can lick it it's not going to hurt them Boy, I'm going to go out. There you go. The that's a million. You know, that's yeah. a million dollar um, tip there, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. You know, so I, anyone who wants to send any money to me for all these good tips, <laughs> I'll you know leave my address on the website. Well, I was wondering when I used that uh, other stuff and I sprayed it on, the smell went away. But then when it got wet again, it started to smell again, and that's why. absolutely okay. Good mm, tips. Exactly why. From Joey Volani, all those tips over at the website at animalradio.com. 
If you're a long-time listener of Animal Radio, no doubt you know that our favorite litter is world's best cat litter. We've been using it for over a decade here in the Animal Radio studios. It's, I don't use anything else. And they not only make a great litter, but they've been doing some great charity work. And we have Jeannie Ryan joining us. Hi, Jeannie. How are you doing? Hi. How are you doing? You're giving litter away. Cat yeah. litter. World's best cat litter to some shelters that really need it badly. And we can participate in the voting process, can we not? Well, it's a pretty exciting program called Give Litter. And it's a mix of a lot of different ideas. It's a charity online contest. Okay. So um, people can go to givelitter.com. Basically, it's a national program. We're trying to build national awareness for all these animal shelters who are in dire need, really, um, with what's going on in the economy. And a lot of animals have been put on the streets. It's very sad. A lot of these shelters are um, overwhelmed. And so we thought, what could we do? We know we could give litter, but what would be the best way to do that? So... Um, we launched it in our nation's capital, and it was very exciting. Over um, 5,000 pounds of litter wow. were raised, and ha- what people did is they went online, givelitter.com, and each vote, you can vote daily, each vote is worth a tenth of a pound. Wow. So that's a lot of votes, over 5,000 yeah, pounds. Yeah, So we were really excited. So we, we launched it there and benefited Washington, D.C. area shelters and worked with Alley Cat Allies. And actually, you all helped us, um, you know, you introduced us to them. They're a great organization, Alley Cat Allies. We had them on the show last week. And they so they got some litter. Now, you're in L.A. now, is that correct? Yeah, okay. exactly. So we went from Washington, saw how that went, and then we launched in um, Los Angeles September 8th. And this goes a little bit longer this time till November 8th. So yes. People can go online daily, and the organizations this time, Alley Cat Allies, is working with Baldwin Park Animal Shelter, and then also Cat House on the Kings. Great organization, by the way, if you're listening on uh, the 50,000-watt power station, Kino, K-Y-N-O, this is your local organization, Cat House on the Kings, and you want to go on and vote for them. <laughs> that was quite a plug. And, <laughs> and Kitten Rescue. For who, Kino or for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and for Kitten Rescue, okay. which is uh, you're the largest no-kill cat rescue group, um, all-volunteer group based in Los Angeles. So those are the three groups you vote for, Baldwin Park Animal Shelter, Cat House on the Kings, and or Kitten Rescue. And you vote daily, so... Okay, so I'm going to go there right after the show, and my vote's going to be worth one-tenth of a pound of litter. And I can vote how many times? Well, uh, you can vote... Well. That's an interesting question. You can go to givler.com and vote, but you can also go, if you feel extra generous, um, you can go to People, Facebook. when they say Hal, they say he's oh, extra yeah, generous. you automatically think that. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's one of the things, sure. Yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> So you can go to Facebook.com and the World's Best Cat Litter page there and just click Give Litter. So you could actually vote twice, and that would be a tenth of a pound and a tenth of a pound. Okay, very cool. And, of course, we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. World's Best Cat Litter doing great stuff. And I love organizations that not only make a great product, but that give back to the community like World's Best. Jeannie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, Bart Simpson is going to be on the show today. That, of course, Nancy Cartwright joining us. She's a big uh, animal lover. Actually, very small animal. She's a, she's a short girl. She's a small gal with a big ranch full of animals. And uh, she'll be our special guest before the show ends today. Also, we're going to undercover that story about the dog that was euthanized and then woke up the next day. Lori Roberts has all the details on it. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. 
Welcome, my friends. I'm Hal Abrams, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team at America's number one animal program. That's number one. That's according to the animals. Numero uno. Which we have all around the uh, studio today. Bogey is in with Lori, and uh, Boog is my cat, of course, and you got uh, Bug. Bug. Yep, the Bug. I'm going to bring my bird in one day. I'm oh, afraid. I'm afraid. Oh, You'll no. sick your bird on me. <laughs> You know what my bird will listen to? Yeah. <laughs> I have a sicking bird, yes. Uh-oh. Your bird's uh, different. Your bird lets you clean it and groom it and do all kinds of weird things to it. Cut its nails, um, clean its beak. Wow. And it's funny. You know what? When she's eating something, her beak gets dirty. I do have to. She'll, she'll look at me, and I know exactly what it is. Um, got to wipe the beak off. <laughs> Boy, does she have you trained? Yeah. Yes, she does. Oh, she certainly does. 29 years. She has me trained better than my wife has me trained. (laughs) Joy, I understand we have Kathy on the phone for you. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you? Where are you today? I'm calling from Atlanta. Beautiful Atlanta. You're on with Joy Turner. How can I help? I wanted to call and check on my um, two cats. I just um, adopted a new cat this past June, and I wanted to see how they were getting along. Okay, and tell me their names and if they're boys or girls. They're both boys. Um, the adoptive, the new adopted one's name is Chubbs McGee. We kept his name from the um, uh, shelter that they gave him. Uh, and the other one is named Sammy. Okay, and Sammy wants to know which one you want to talk first. <laughs> um, Sammy, let's go Sammy talk. Good choice, good choice, Kathy. And he says yes, and he's very proud that you would choose him first, so he wants to thank you for that. And he says he thinks he's doing relatively well with this new cat and wants to know if you would agree. I agree. He's doing very well. And he said, aren't you proud of him that he's been welcoming this new cat? I'm so proud of him. (laughs) He says, okay, so what else could he do that you'd be even more proud of him for? Um, I don't know that there would be anything else. The dishes, maybe? very mature. (laughs) He says, okay, that's good. He's happy with that. And he says, now he'll turn me over to, and he doesn't quite get the name of the other cat. So tell me, what what do you call him for short? We call him Chubbs. Chubbs? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And Chubbs says he needs to understand why. Do you think he's fat? (laughs) Oh, he... Uh, the vet did say he was probably a little overweight, but I'm okay with his weight. <laughs> he said, well, that's good. He is, too, but he thought whenever somebody was called chubby or chubs, that meant they were too heavy. No, he's he's perfect. And if he doesn't like that, we can call him something else. <laughs> he said, well, if he had his preference, he would actually prefer something not related to being too fat. Okay. <laughs> and he doesn't care if it sounds kind of like chubs, just... You know, not something relating to being chubby. Okay. And if he says, do I look fat in this leash, you you, you, you know what the answer is, right? Right, I do. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. And he says, do you want to know from him if he likes his new home? Yes. He said he thinks he's settling in wonderfully. He had no idea that this place would be so great, but he loves his new friend. Oh, good. He likes having somebody there to kind of help him understand everything that's going on and he said, don't you think we act kind of like brothers? They do. My, my husband and I say that all the time. So he says he's happy with that, and he really likes Sammy. Good. So he's very pleased with this house. He says, thank you very much for choosing him. Okay. Do we keep him occupied with things to do? We try to provide him with toys and 
um, uh, just activities and, uh, and things. So is he happy with everything? He says, oh, yes, and if he doesn't have something else, he's always got Sammy. Yes, good, because they wrestle all the time. Yes, <laughs> and it's actually, he thinks Sammy is kind of his toy of preference. Oh, good. The others are all great, but Sammy is his toy of preference. Okay. So he's very pleased. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call today, Kathy. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. The dog might like to be called Chubbs, but if you start calling me Chubbs, Hal, um, we're going to have a problem. never do that. By the way, have you been working out? (laughs) Yeah, I have. Actually, I have. um, You know, I I know you're saying that facetiously, but I have. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. Gather your animals around the radio. They'll enjoy this, too. We, we actually have two shows going on. We have a, one at a high frequency that you can't hear, only your dogs can hear. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have this, this one right here that you can hear. As we celebrate our animals, Dr. Debbie's here answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Villani with your grooming questions and completely responsible for our red and black dog. Who's <laughs> Lady hey. Bug, the studio stunt dog who is uh, dressed for Halloween, will be going out tomorrow and has been dyed in Kool-Aid. You just dip her into a pitcher of Kool-Aid? How'd you do that? No, I just I got the powdered mix and put just a little bit of water. And then I next time I'm going to use a brush, but I use like paper towel. I dipped it and then I just kind of wiped it on her. It looks good. Yeah. Did you use the regular or the sugar-free? Sugar-free, because I didn't want her to be sugary and sweet. It doesn't have xylitol exactly. in it, though, no? No. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Right. Be very careful well. that if you use something like that, it does not have xylitol. Animal communicator Joy Turner talking to our animals to ask them what they think of all this dressing up and going around <laughs> getting candy. <laughs> Craziest crap they've ever heard of. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is also here today to help you with your most vexing dog issues. And special guest, Nancy Cartwright, who is the voice of Bart Simpson. Woohoo! It's, it's appropriate yeah. for Halloween. I think so. Yeah. Mayhem there. And you're working on news. Miss Roberts, Lori Roberts, who has yes. the dimming, the lights dimmed in her news booth. It looks like incense burning and a Jimi Hendrix Man, shirt on. And you're, you're working on... And that is Jimmy Hendrix. You told my secrets. Yeah. Yes. It's radio. No one knows what we look like. Hey, man. Thank goodness. It's a face for radio. But, uh, but yeah, I love to keep the, the lights down and, the, and it nice and cold so you could even hang meat in here if you were to do such a thing. Because oh, I can't good. stand we, it when I walk into a studio. It's too warm. I'll remember that. I can't think. I see that there's a sort of a Halloween story in the news today about a dog that was put to sleep, apparently, uh, euthanized, oh, and then yeah. woke up the this next day. This is for real, though. Yeah. Yes, this poor man in Michigan, he took his 10-year-old uh, Rottweiler who had hip problems in to be put down, and then he brought her home to bury her, and she woke up. Ooh, unbelievable. Yeah. That's weird. And Nightmare. What, what do you do in a situation like that? I well, know. I know what I'd do. I'd seek. Well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe this gentleman already had sought out other treatments for his dog. But like you said, I would talk to the uh, to our animal communicator. Ooh, Joy right. Turner. And, we should and, uh, get him on with Joy Turner and figure out. Uh, yeah, I think dog. absolutely that's the way to go. Yeah. I also see that you uh, have a brand new study you'll be talking about, which reveals that bipolar people like me yes. do very well with animals. 
Yeah, it's not even, you don't even need a service animal, which are wonderful uh, if you can get them because those are just astounding. But just even having that, uh, uh, you know, uh, connection with a dog or a cat makes uh, makes bipolar people feel more a part of the world. It's level something me that out loves you that wants bit. you to show up every day. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. It, it's level you me out. out. They give you that unconditional love. They really? Don't, they don't really <laughs> care which side you're on. Uh, if you're on the high no, side or the low care. side, yeah. No, they don't care. They it gives people a sense of being known and understood and wanted, and that's important. Okay. Good. All coming up in the news. We're going to hit the phones next. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Right now. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Santa Ana, California. How can we help you today? Um, I'm going to be getting a Pekingese puppy, and I was just wondering, what type of food would you feed it? Because I haven't raised one of those type of dogs before. Okay. What's your experience been in dogs? Um, I've had poodles, and I've had an Afghan, and I've had a Samoy dog years ago. All right. Well, the good thing and the good news is they're very similar with some minor changes for small dogs. Um, some of the special concerns we might have for small dogs are going to be on the uh, size of the um, kibble and are going to be concerns with uh, hypoglycemia. Um, and size of the kibble basically being that a lot of times for the smaller breeds of dogs, we will go uh-huh. to a, the small bite variety of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little easier for their little mouths to deal with and not as large to worry about so much of a choking hazard. Uh-huh. The other thing is I mentioned hypoglycemia. And this is more for small breeds or even so much the toy breeds, the really mini breeds. Um, when they're young, we get concerned that if they are not eating on a regular timeline, that they can actually have a very serious drop in their blood sugar. And it's not always caused by something that you're doing wrong. It just can happen in some of these dogs. So um, for small breeds of dogs, and I'd include a Pekingese mix in that, would be to make sure that we are feeding at least three times a day. And any change in appetite, um, anything digestively, we we take that very seriously in these little ones because we just can't let them run that risk of getting hypoglycemic. Uh Um, And then do you know how old the pup is? It was just born like about a month ago. Okay, fabulous. So we're going to have a youngin then. And a lot of times as you're starting off with the new puppy, you know, if they're six weeks, seven, eight weeks of age, a lot of times I'll even moisten their food um, or give canned food. Um, not a huge canned food fan as a long-term thing, but sometimes for pups, just as we're transitioning them and getting them comfortable um, into a dog food, um, we'll do that. My preference is to take a kibble and moisten it with warm water um, because then I feel like you're not really even going into that canned food, and hopefully you won't have that that fussy, picky dog that says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to take dry food now. I only want that smelly canned food stuff, which costs more, Mom. Um, (laughs) So I just try to avoid it if I can. Um, As far as brands for food, um, my recommendations are to find what your dog likes, stick with major brands, um, and those that have good, solid nutritional histories. So it depends on what did you feed your previous pets. It's been so long ago that I had those. It was like when I was real young. Uh-huh. And I don't remember. Yeah. I remember feeding the Gainsburg, the little Gainsburger. Oh, that's what we fed my dog when I was a kid, and I've learned better since then. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the semi-moist foods, if we can stick to more of a dry food, um, you'll have more consistent dietary health. So I, 
I generally, there's a lot of brands that I'm fans of. I have folks that feed um, Science Diet, IAMS, um, the Neutro. Um, some folks have some great results with just Purina. Um, mm-hmm. So just, I would say, look for the small bite varieties and, mm-hmm. um, and then keep that in mind as far as the frequency of feedings that you'd want to go to. Um, but yeah, I'm not really big into like, you know, having a single preference on foods. I, I mm-hmm. very much like to adapt it to the individual pet and to their health conditions if there's anything going on there. And then when, how many months should they be before you get a, get a female spade? Okay, yeah. Um, most cases we will spay at six months of age. Um, in some areas of the country, they may have, in, like in Las Vegas here, we have an early spay-neuter law. So by f- between four to six months is typically where they'll require that to be done. Uh-huh. Um, as a puppy, though, you're going to have some other things before then to address. We start uh-huh. vaccinations at six weeks in puppies. Uh-huh. Vaccinating, deworming, and checking those poop samples for parasites for their protection as well as yours. Uh-huh. And then we'll usually do that um, until they're about four months of age. So you'll have generally monthly visits there um, through the puppyhood time. Uh-huh. So a lot of good stuff to cover and go yeah. over. And I know, I know. Yeah. And, and all then the, the puppy training and the potty training. Oh, my goodness. So we could just talk for hours here, couldn't we? <laughs> I know, I know. Stephanie, I have some uh, food samples for you to try. We'll send out your way. If you hold on for a second, we'll get your information. Thanks for your call. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team now. This is Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Call 1-866-734-1120 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Your dog's your best friend and always ready to show you love. Give that love back with Pure Love Dog Treats from Sargent's. They're low in fat, contain omega fatty acids, and no animal byproducts. Sargent's Pure Love Treats, the perfect way to bring happiness and health to your dog all in the same bite. Bacon, peanut butter, and honey flavors make these treats irresistible. There's a Sargent's Pure Love Treat for every size dog. Live with purpose. Love with passion. Treat with pure love. Visit SentryPetCare.com for more. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets and your family. Call 1-866-734-1120 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-866-734-1120 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Whether to thank you or not, Joey Villani. What are you thanking me for? Judy's dog is now red. She's gorgeous. Kool Aid red. Yeah. Cherry red. The Kool Aid. The Kool Aid works good, doesn't it? Yeah. She looks like a real ladybug. I might keep this all year round. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It actually does look good. See what you can do, Judy, because um, you can leave a red for now, and then when Christmas comes around, just throw a splash of uh, Ooh, green, green on there, and green. you have a Christmas, oh, a Christmas um, ladybug. So awesome. Oh, my. Let's see. Uh, we're going to talk with animal communicator Joy Turner, and we have Deborah on the phone. Hi, Deborah. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Do you trick-or-treat with your animals? Uh, I usually work that night, so I really can't. <laughs> oh, what do you do that you got to work that night? I uh, I'm a, I work at a brewery. Oh, cool job! <laughs> I, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I would never leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, you will. <laughs> well, I understand you uh, wanted to talk to Joy Turner. She's right here. Hi, Deborah. Hi, how are you doing? Marvelous. Thanks. What can I do for yeah. you? Um, I had um, purchased a little dog from some kids, um, maybe a year ago. She's a year now. Her name's Maggie, and. Um, I wasn't looking for a dog, but when I saw her, it just opened my heart. Uh, the way they had her was, wasn't really good at all, so I, I had to rescue her. Um, I have two, um, a 14-year-old and a 27-year-old, and they just fell in love with her, but they're kind of lazy about walking her, and I work like almost 14-hour days sometimes, and uh, it's a lot of work for me. And I work graveyard shift. I was wondering... You can feel or see if she's happy with us there, or if, if if she's missing something that we could do, I could do, or something. Sure, I'm happy to ask her about that. Oh, and what she tells me is that the thing that she really wants most is to be adored. She thinks she is that, so she can't imagine having it be any better. Hmm, okay. She's very lovable. And I think she needs to be trained. She's <laughs> very little hyper, but she didn't, we really haven't really, um, you know, had any training with her. Or like I just yelled at the boys today, you gotta walk her more. You gotta, you know, play ball with her. Things like that. And I was wondering if, if she feels neglected without having that too much done. You know, she says that that would be nice. But again, her first priority is to be adored. Uh huh. And she thinks she is. So her first priority is being met. Everything else after that falls into second or less priority. So as long as she's being adored, she can live without any of the others, she says. She said to add the other stuff would be really nice, but as long as she's adored, she's happy. Okay. We all, can I ask you another question about a cat that we have? Judy, can we do that? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, his name is Dazer, 
Say that again. Just, his name is Gazer. Okay. And um, he lives, I'm always here with him. Very, very talkative, very talkative, and very playful, big, big boy, and he's still a baby. And uh, is everything okay with him? He's surprised you're asking, but he says, yes, he thinks so, and he wants to know if you think they're not. Oh, no, I, I think that I mean, he's very loved by, by uh, his owner, very loved. I mean, that's the only companion that, that they have each other here, you know. And I want to know if he, you know, I'm... I love him. He's very playful. He plays uh, catch and fetch. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, but he's he, loving his life. He growls too. <laughs> we thought someone came to the door and they thought we had a dog, but it was it was Daisy. It was growling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's a multi-purpose cat. He is, and I just wanted to make sure he's okay because he we is. all love him. Absolutely, what? in love with his life. Sounds Thank like you got a couple of very happy animals. And we have one of those multi-purpose cats, too. It thinks it's a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having this show. Oh, by I all means. I turned on to it accidentally, and I, I was at work. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll be well, thinking thank of you. you. Ha- have a beer on us. Oh, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself. Have one a nice day. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Let's take a call for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Where are you? Um, we are in Chadsford, Pennsylvania. So oh. it's a little south of uh, Philadelphia. Well, I have Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you? Hi, Hi Dr. Susan. Debbie. We um, adopted a pet that w- was a rescue from a puppy mill. He's a three-year-old little Yorkie-esque kind of dog who is very good with, with other dogs, but very timid with people. He has okay. definitely attached himself to me. We've had him for about a month. And I want to know how I can socialize him well without him becoming too attached to me to the point where... He gets a little, um, not bitey with people. I don't know how to describe it. Like, too attached to me. Does yeah, that make sense? How does he respond if he's around other people currently? He, he, gets, he gets down on the floor. The tail goes down. The ears go down. He's scared. Okay. He's not used right. to human interaction, for sure. But he's, he's happy with, you know, in our family, he's happy here at home. So I'm hoping okay. to be able to get him out with other people, too. Right. And, and the trick with this is that we really we, we kind of have to control his world to some degree so that as we're getting him accustomed to the socialization process, that we, we don't maybe expose him to that, you know, your Uncle Joe who has a really bellowing voice or wears a big hat or is kind of scary, uh, you know, to small children. Uh, situations like that, we want to make sure as we're getting him trained that we just kind of look out for him until he's really to a stage where those things aren't too much for him because that can kind of set him back as we're going through the socialization process. Um, Some of the big things that I would work on, um, number one is um, this is one of the situations where I'm a big fan on pulling out the biggest, juiciest treats that you have and Ah. using that to your advantage when we are introducing new people. And we want to make sure we vary the new people. We want children. We want adults. We want people with different hair, different heights, uh, different depths of voices. Um, And we want to make that treat reward the very first thing and the most important thing that 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 your dog uh, experiences. Okay. The other, the other big part of this is that as you, as the pet owner, your job is to not make his response worse. And that's sometimes hard because a lot of times as pet owners, we want to comfort um, our pet. Uh, we want to say, it's okay, it's okay, you know, don't be scared. 
we have to resist that when we have a pet that responds very fearfully with people because you can actually, or I should say fearfully to things in general, um, because you can actually give those subtle signs that what you're doing is okay and this is what I like and I'm going to pet you when you react this way, faced with the same scary thing in the future. Okay. So it, it's a little hard to kind of overcome that, not feel like we're being cold to our pets, um, but it is very important so that we don't reassure those fears. So even before you throw into the socialization process with people, what I like to practice are some basic commands, just so that we can practice obedience and make sure we have something that we can get your dog to focus towards when there's something else going on. So basically we give him something else to do. Um, So if we can practice things like sit, give paw, shake, all of that kind of thing can be something that empowers him, gives him confidence so that those scary things, people, sounds, whatever they might be in the nearby area, aren't so overwhelming because we're giving him something else to focus on. Okay. So... So that's part of it. But really, I would say the um, the way to work with this is to have friends, family members um, in controlled situations come over and offer a good yummy treat first thing, preferably keep their voices low, not to get too scary and not to make too much direct eye contact. It's even an advantage if you ask them not to really look or talk to the dog when they first come in because for a really submissive dog, that high-pitched greeting, hello, puppy, 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 it, it really can be quite scary for them, and they'll submit, they'll cower to the ground, and they may roll over and urinate. So we want to try to avoid that response. Okay, um, okay. What about if I'm, you know, I, I don't go out that much. I mean, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so the dog's been riding in the car with me and that kind of thing. But if I go out for like a six-hour day, if I were to take the dog to my in-laws for them to watch, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Different environments. They're used to the people. He's used to the people, but different environments. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a good thing as long as he's cool with them and as long as they can follow your same directions to try to control his world and follow those same um, training tw- tips in their home. So, yeah, okay. that's fine. And especially if he's comfortable, that's good um, because we find that, you know, different households, it's a different world. It's not his domain, so he may react maybe a little differently there versus in his own um, environment. So, okay. yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I'm all for getting the grandparents involved. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this little puppy uh, turned out, he started off with a rough life, but I think he uh, lucked out in general. <laughs> it definitely sounds like that, Susan. So you, you did a great thing rescuing him. And it can be hard sometimes with these guys that start off with a rough beginning where they're not socialized. They're not used to what it is to be a dog. So, um, you know, we just got to be a little patient, work with them. And um sounds like you got the right heart and you've got the right motivation there, Susan. So good luck. to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Well, we know what Ladybug is dressed up as for Halloween. Of course, she's the diva dog here. If you're a longtime listener of Animal Radio, you know Ladybug's. Well, let's put it this way. She's a little spoiled, and she spent the first year of her life. I don't think she even touched ground for the first year of her life. (laughs) She she didn't go for a walk. You would roll her around in a stroller. I still do occasionally. She's kind of spoiled, if you know what I mean. And she's being spoiled with the official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog, Stella and Chewies. Stella and Chewies. She loves it. These little dehydrated yeah. patties. I'm sorry, not dehydrated, freeze-dried freeze dried. patties. And it's what they do is they take a raw diet and they freeze-dry it. And you can, 
you can serve it to them hydrated or not hydrated. She likes mm-hmm. to switch it up every once in a while. She'll have it dry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll mix it some other stuff in there. Yeah, you can mix it with broth, but make sure you lose, use like a low sodium. You can use a little bit of gravy. You can just add flavors to it's it. It's the easiest food to work with, and especially if you're like traveling, if you're a mm-hmm. trucker, you don't want to carry all those heavy cans with you. This is your small, light bags, easy to feed your animals, and of course, very green for the environment because you're not opening up a can every time you feed them. Uh, so it has I, all those good flavors too. It does. You know what? Duck and sweet potato. The, yeah, which, as you know, is is was my it's dancing your nickname. My nickname. <laughs> and then your dancing the uh, <laughs> it was it was a career before radio. You were young. You needed the work. <laughs> they have the dandy lamb, which wasn't my name. They have the dandy lamb. They have the uh, they have a cute name they have for duck, other duck goose, duck duck goose, dandy lamb, and then the uh, chicken. What do they call that? Oh. They have cute little names, but. They also have these freeze-dried chicken treats, and these are great for both the dogs and the cats. And the only ingredient in it, chicken. There's there's no preservatives, there's nothing. It's just been a freeze-dried trick, and it's healthy for your pets. You could even crumple it over uh, food. Sprinkle it. Good stuff. I'd like to send you a sample of Stella and Chewy's. It's really simple. All you need to do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope and all the information over at the AnimalRadio.com website, the address to send it to, and I'll send you back a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the official dog food of Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Roberts for Animal Radio News. A Michigan man got the shock of his life when he had to take his beloved dog in to be euthanized, and she woke up. Matt Oliveres of Redford, which is a Detroit suburb, took his dear pet Mia, a 10-year-old Rottweiler, in to be put down because of severe hip problems. He brought her home to Barrier, and the next morning, Mr. Oliveres found Mia wide awake. The vet clinic offered to refund the $177 fee, but he said he's not looking forward to going back and putting he and Mia through that heartbreak again. Calls to the clinic were not returned. Those of us that live in earthquake-prone areas are used to taking note when our animals act out of the ordinary. We always wonder, could he be sensing an earthquake? But in Oklahoma City, well, now they believe their animals sensing danger as well. Jessica Garofalo was watching morning TV when a recent moderate earthquake shook Oklahoma City. She says just prior to that, her cats jumped off the couch and began running in circles and meowing. She says they act that way when storms are approaching. Then all of a sudden, though, they stopped running and flattened themselves out, and immediately it started shaking. She said that the dogs outside were acting strangely prior to the quake as well. The thought that animals can predict earthquakes has been around for centuries. Scientists say some humans may also be able to predict a quake. Some people get a feeling of nausea. Others get ringing in their ear. But usually both of those symptoms usually just means the person has been to a Justin Bieber concert recently. A big animal radio tip of the hat to the Wilmington, North Carolina Fire Department. They responded to a house fire recently and not only put out the fire when no one was injured, but also breathed life back into two kittens that had suffered serious smoke inhalation. The fire department has had oxygen equipment made for dogs and cats for three years. Firefighter Oscar Cerda, who got the kittens breathing again, said, as a pet owner, it put a smile on his face. Some dogs are apparently more pessimistic than others. A recent study conducted by Britain's Bristol University put a number of food bowls in specific locations around the house, which the dogs were trained to feed from. Some locations had food and some didn't. It was found that the dogs that ran quickly to the ambiguous locations were more optimistic that they were going to find food than the others that didn't. Those dogs tended to be the ones that found the food uh, and ran for it, had less anxiety uh, when they were left alone. That's one of the behavior patterns they were looking for. 
also shows that the optimistic dogs were less likely to hold a grudge when they're told there's food and there isn't. I made that last part up. You just know there were a bunch of scientists in white coats having a real good laugh over promising food and then taking it away. The pessimistic dogs had had it up to here with them and just want to take those scientists out back and make them think twice ever again about saying, Come on, doggy dinner! Just kidding. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. For breaking animal news, head to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. The fun thing about our next guest is that if you run into her in the supermarket, you're probably not going to recognize her. No, even if you hear her voice, you probably won't recognize sure her Sure you voice. will. You think so? Yeah. Does that ever happen to you, Nancy? Are you at the cash register at, uh, let's say, a supermarket, and you're checking out, and you say something, and somebody says, hey, I know who you are? You know what? Rarely. Because when you hear my normal voice, which is the one I'm using right now, yes. um, I don't think I sound like, like, here's, here's Bart Simpson, right? What's happening, man? Yo! Judy, hi! What's happening, dude? Uh, Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson, and of course, a multitude of other voices. I've been Little Ponies, I've been a gusty pony on My Little Pony, and I think I, think I did about eight ponies. Sunflower Pony, Baby Pony, Star Dancer Pony, a bunch of ponies. I've been... A snork, I'm not sure what a snork is, what kind of an animal that is. Another critter who I don't know is an animal or an alien was FX. I think he might have been an alien. I've had my share of non-humanoid. Do you have any pets at home? Yes. Well, tell us about your pets at home. We have tons of pets. Really? Um, I live on a, a one-acre ranch-style, well, it's a co- kind of a country farmhouse, and we, we just got finished renovating it. I've got uh, two dogs. I've got a golden retriever named Lydia um, and a little mixed dog, Buddy. He's kind of, I think he's a, he's a combination of like a, a black lab and a... And a, and a Dalmatian and a Ferrari because he runs really fast. <laughs> He's a cool little guy, little buddy. And we have three cats. We have Emma, who's totally black, and then there's Pip-Pip and Cheerio. <laughs> and you know what? We just got, we put in this um, saltwater fish tank, uh-huh. and we've got the most beautiful, oh, I am in love. We've got seahorses. We've got these oh, two wow. seahorses. And they're so yummy. They're just like, they're magical. And I just, every day going down there and they're, you know, you have to, to take a little bit of extra care to, to feed them because uh-huh. they don't have the abilities like normal fish do. But, but they just kind of dance and they swirl and they go with the flow of the water. And they're starting to get more confidence with, with this environment. So uh-huh. they're really getting, they're getting acclimated to this space. And, oh, they're just magical. Don't they uh, normally carry the children in... Uh, the d- male. The male usually... Yeah, it's, it's quite a different system where the female has the eggs and then she plants them into the male. Mm-hmm. And then the male, they get, they get embedded into the interior lining of the male's pouch. Mm-hmm. Then he will, um, he 
whatchamacallit, fertilizes them, and then he incubates them for the, the, like for two to three weeks and feeds them internally and then actually gives birth to them. And wow. he, they can have as many as 1,500 little baby seahorses at wow. one, one have, shot. Have you gone through that process yet? No, not yet. Me personally? <laughs> Me personally, I've carried my own two babies. <laughs> and do you know if you have a male and a female? We do. We have one of each. And typically the males are a little bit smaller than the females. I'll tell you, this little female, her name is Giddy Up. They're Giddy Up and Seabiscuit. And little Giddy Up, she is amazing because within two days, she was just totally exploring the entire tank. She would, she would float, she would lift her body, and she would just float up to the top, kind of go up to the top. Then she would lay horizontal, and then the weight of her snout, and then when she would curl her tail, it would form a ballast, and like a parachute, she would drop down to the bottom. Wow. And she would just dance and swirl, and then spiral across she just is in love being here she it's just and it's just terrific watching them they're, so, they're much better than a television oh no, yes if you have too many babies can you spay and neuter seahorses yeah. i don't know if you... i don't think i want to get into that <laughs> we won't go there well now are you speciesist uh, we have uh, fish we have cats we have dogs which one do you like the most Oh gosh! No, they—they. They, it's sort of like friends or children. They all give you. Mm-hmm. You get different, you know, different kinds of love, and you get different kinds of. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a different kind of a flow with each one of them. They all have their benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Lydia, the golden retriever, she's just you know she just comes up to you and immediately she's down on her back wanting you to scratch her <laughs> tummy. And Buddy tries to jump up in your lap, but he's way too big for that, and he wants to go home with you. He thinks he's a human. <laughs> Everybody wants to take Buddy home. And the cats, the cats are really kind of like our office cats. Our, I have an office space. We converted a, I have a separate garage that's detached from the house. Mm-hmm. And we keep the cats over there, and they sort of rule the place. They have their own baskets in the office, and they jump up at the end of the day. They always know that it's getting towards the end of the day, and people are going to be leaving. So, of course, they hop up on my assistant's desk, and Cheerio is such a big fat. He's kind of a marmalade-colored little guy. Uh-huh. But with a big head, and you kind of want to, like, squeeze him, you know? <laughs> I love my pets. And, you know, they're living on this this kind of farm, we've, we, I've sort of turned it back into the original farm that it was. We're building a, a big old barn. And I have a, I guess my prize pet probably would be my life-size fiberglass Holstein cow. No <laughs> <laughs> <And> milk dud. <laughs> milk dud? <laughs> yeah. You said fiberglass, right? She's fiberglass. She, she's fiberglass. But you know what? She's, like I said, milk dud. She doesn't actually give milk, unfortunately. But That's the name. <laughs> well, I had to do it because of the don't have a cow, man, because I decided I should have a cow. <laughs> We're talking with Nancy Cartwright, of course, the voice of many cartoon voices, but most prominently the uh, voice of Bart Simpson. Your first pet. You say you love pets. You've had pets most of your life. What was your first pet? Cat, dog, and and how did it Uh, make an influence on you? The first pet that we had was, uh, we had Bassett Hounds when when I was growing up. And I remember um, the first one that we had was Lady, and I was so young. Gosh, I think I was probably maybe about four years old, and... uh, and then Lady had puppies, and one of them was Pearl, and then we kept Pearl. We always had dogs, though. I don't know, and I don't know why we never had cats. But as soon as I could, I got my, I got cats. I wanted to have cats too. And I, I just, you know, I don't know if other kids make this mistake, but man, when I grew up, I always thought. The dogs were the males and cats were females. Sure, I understand that. <laughs> Go figure. That is just like, I don't know how old I was before I figured out that mistake. Wow. 
No, as a kid, we, we always had dogs growing up. Um, mostly I remember our dog that we had named Barney, and Barney was a schnauzer, cocker, spaniel, dachshund mix, schnock a cock a I think was the, <laughs> the correct term for him. Um, but Barney was such a good guy, and I remember going off to college, and my heart was broken because you know, I had to leave, and it was it was Barney probably that I was going to miss the most. Uh-huh. But just having a, an animal around and an animal there to greet you when you get home from a, either coming home from school or, you know, as an adult coming home from work, it's just, and they're so dedicated, and I love having dogs and cats, and they can actually, in our house, I don't know if this is typical, but they, they actually get along with each other. It's uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. I mean, they have their own space, and sometimes the cats really want to, you know, stake out their own territory. But for the most part, there's kind of a, a mutual understanding of the species. It's pretty wild. Did you ever practice any of your character voices on your pets when you were younger? You know what? You get a T-shirt for that. <laughs> Nobody has asked me that question. And that just amazes me that after all these years that, you know, somebody can actually come up with a fresh question I've never answered before. But no, I have never used my animals as guinea pigs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought you were going to say yes. No. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, we appreciate you spending time and telling us about your love of animals today. Oh, you bet. Love them. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's hospitality program offers plush beds, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, 
How are you doing? Is this uh, Joanne? Yes, it is. How are you doing today? Okay. Where are you calling from? I am calling from New Jersey. Joyzy. Well, you, you'll have wow, a- we got a Jersey person on the phone. Yeah. You're- a Jersey person. Not a Jersey person. It's a Jersey person. You're actually calling to speak to Joey Villani. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. Okay. Well, Joanne, we, we, we're from where in New Jersey? I need to know. Uh, Bergenfield. Okay, I know what Bergenfield is. I know what Bergenfield is. What's your question? My question is this. I have a grooming salon, and many of my customers, they come in, and basically they let their dogs pee everywhere and don't watch them. And, you know, they pretty much, they're okay with their dogs coming here and pooping and peeing all over my floor. And it's like, oh, oh sorry, I love, they walk out. I love those people. I know people. you've had salons before. What do you do? Without offending your customers, what do you do to make them stop doing that? Well, the first thing, I mean, because, because I mean, I've had customers that would come in and go, oh, he's peeing. All right, he's peeing. Take him outside. I mean, the worst thing is is they don't walk them before they come in. And it's it's something that, that aggravates the hell out of you because um, you're trying to keep the place clean. you got dogs urinating, dogs pooping. But I, I look at it like this. It's, it's, a, it's twofold. If I have a client that comes in every week, and it doesn't happen. And of course, it's, you know, it happens today. I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to take care of it. If I have a client and you know who these clients are that come in and the dog poops, hand them the paper towel and the disinfectant. And if they get upset with it, too bad. I mean, when you, let me ask some. Do you have kids? Yes, I do. Joanne? Okay. Yes. Now, how old are they? Are they, are they? are they young? Are they old? No, they're older. They're like 15 and 19. Okay, but you remember when they were when they were children. You remember their first haircuts, right? Yes. Okay, now let me ask you something. If you took your your child to the to the barber and your child pooped in his diaper, let me ask something. You're gonna turn to the barber and say, "Okay, clean him up." Okay, you're not gonna do that. And it shouldn't be any different. It shouldn't be any different with, with us. I mean, walk your dog before they come in. I know accidents happen, but walk your dog. Now, I'm a prima donna. I've always been. If I groom your dog and your dog poops and, and you're going to clean it up, I'm not cleaning it up. Um, otherwise, you know, you'll be leaving and then I'll clean it up after you go. But what you have to do is you got to let them know, you know what, it, that's, it's, it's, it's not appropriate. It's not an appropriate place. Walk your dog and before they come in, have them do their business and... You know, I'd, I'd be straight forward with it. Yeah. All right. And it's really bad when it rains out because I think a lot of people, they don't want to walk their dog in the rain. And so they just figure, oh, it's going to the groomer anyway, so the heck with it. Huh. Let them deal well, with it. it. And then, like, when it, it rains they're, out, they're not going to let them do it in their home. occasional accident, we have a lot of dogs pooping and peeing. They're not going to let them do it in their home. So what nope. I would say is, you know what, just just you know, be straight and forward. This isn't an appropriate place. You need to clean it up. That's all. Okay. That's what all I right. do. Okay. Okay. So I'll just hand them the disinfectant paper towel. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just hand it to them, you know, don't say anything, and they'll, they'll know what to do with it. Yeah, and if you offend them, those aren't the clients you want to keep anyway. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what? There is right. there is an etiquette, even even in a grooming salon. Even though some people don't think so, but there is. Yep, there is. Joanne, right. thank you for your call today. Uh, thank you for having me. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team right now. 
celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. All here on your beck and call Halloween weekend. I can explain what it looks like here. We have uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, all Kool-Aided out. Cherry Kool-Aid. She looks like a ladybug. She does. She looks like a true ladybug. And you'll take her trick-or-treating later with two bags, one for uh, dog treats for her and candy for you. Is that it? There you go. See, I'm no dummy. I'll put her in a stroller and then I'll tape the bags on the stroller. So and you know, I've started giving out dog treats because people like you come around and one year it caught me off guard and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people in my yeah. neighborhood that bring their dogs. Yes. Uh, some dogs don't like going out trick-or-treating. They don't like to see people in costume, but there's some dogs that really get into it. And cats. A, so you take your cat Nike, uh, yeah, dress I, him up in a, what, devil I, costume? Yeah, I put a cape on him and he, he loves to go to the door when the kids <laughs> come and he just struts around the house. Crazy. He loves it. It's the attention getting. That's what they enjoy. And he knows. Joey, will you take your dogs trick-or-treating? Absolutely. They have costumes. Um, What are their costumes? Simon's going to be Superman. Uh And um, Miles is um, um, an astronaut. And Buster, (laughs) I don't know what she got Buster, but Buster got a costume, too. Absolutely. The bird stays in. Do you go out and buy the costumes, or do you uh, you make them? No, we go out and we buy them. We we, we go to the local pet shop and support them and um, buy them. You collect the candy? Candy and everything, because I've already eaten the candy that I was going to give out, so I actually got to go out and get candy. Go buy more candy. Get more. I, I eat most of the candy, and then I lock the door and don't answer the door anymore, because <laughs> now I have no more candy for, for the kids in the neighborhood. But then again, I don't know what it's going to, what's it like here in California? I mean, New Jersey, they used to come banging on your door, oh, and if you didn't answer the door, they will. banging on your windows. Yeah, be prepared. So I assume, Dr. Debbie, like last year, you're going to dress up the animals again and go trick-or-treating tomorrow? Well, actually, I like to stay home and uh-huh. watch the trick-or-treat come in and um, you know my one dog has a real chocolate thing so I have to kind of watch him oh, so he yeah. doesn't go out the door and ambush the children's bags <laughs> uh, but yeah I love Halloween it's a lot of fun my dogs enjoy it as well what are they going to be dressed up? up yes oh yes yeah, we're all set um, I, I thought I was going to do a, a cat costume for them uh-huh. but I decided to find something a little bit more appropriate to the current things going on in my household oh okay um, so my, my one dog is a really good girl. She's she's an angel. So she's going to be a fairy this year. Aww. Um, my male dog is a little bit of what we'd call a counter surfer. And Uh-oh, he's yeah. become a garbage diver. So he's been in <laughs> lockdown. And he's been in his kennel. He's nine years old. But we're going back to the kennel. Uh-oh. And we're going back to re- rewarding good behavior and not allowing him access for the bad things to happen. So he's a prisoner. And oh. he's dressed up as doggy prisoner this year. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with his number. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, Edith. Yes. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, uh, right out of uh, Palm Springs, oh, California. Sounds beautiful and warm. The desert. Is, <laughs> it's, it's lovely today. Well, what's going on with your animals? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Well, uh, I just have a little Pomeranian, four-pounder, be two years old and... December, and but she what she does she scratches, and and chews on her feet. She doesn't seem to have dry skin. She doesn't have fleas or anything like that. She's perfectly healthy, 
So okay. is there anything? Is it an allergy or what? So you're saying she's only chewing on her feet, nowhere else her on her feet, body? No, she scratches. She scratches with her feet. So elsewhere, like on the sides of her body in yeah. general areas like that. Uh-huh. Okay. And you said no hair loss. There's no sores no, that you no can see. Loss. Well, when we have a lot of itching but no apparent cause, I, I'm always going to backtrack and always tr- make sure we're treating effectively for fleas because one little flea can cause a systemic itch that lasts for many, many weeks. So if there's no fleas visible with well, that hair coat, eh, I just want to make sure we're... We I'm sorry? We have fleas here. I guess it's too hot. You're in huh? Palm Springs, California, right? I'm in, uh, near Palm Springs. We have fleas. We have fleas over here. Yeah. Itching dogs, fleas and parasites are going to be one of the first things I look at. Secondarily, yes, you mentioned allergies. And we can see some just general signs of allergies where pets will lick their feet. A lot of times they'll chew the undersides of their paw like something is there, but you don't see anything. Um, Or they can have scratching on their body. So those can be signs of allergies, and they might be related to foods. It can be related to things in the environment, uh, pollens, grasses, uh, things around the when house. She isn't outside. She's always inside. She doesn't go, uh, isn't around any other dogs. Allergies don't discriminate that way. They don't no. follow those rules. So if you have grass within five miles of your house, she can have allergies to that. And oh. if you have trees down the road, she can have an allergy to that. So it doesn't matter if they live indoors. Um, in fact, the indoor allergies, gosh, the dust mites and things like that, um, they can be allergic to wool. So animals can be allergic to all these crazy things that people are. So, um, yeah. Keeping them indoors doesn't exclude that possibility. But there are some some remedies for general itching that if we don't see a lot of other problems, that you can go down the road. But I would say this is actually something that I actually like to get a veterinarian involved because there are some things that we can do and intervene with special diets um, to help try to treat the food allergy component. That's one of the things that I would probably see about getting in, in uh, line for your baby. And maybe even get her on a, a fatty acid supplement, which is a natural um, anti-inflammatory. Those omega-3s and, and fish oils and fatty acids, they can have a very nice anti-itch property for the mild allergies. Not so great for the bigger allergies. Um, but in many cases, you know, I may want to, to do some sampling from her skin. Even though we're not seeing problems, there can be some evidence on the skin surface. And, and this is where, as a veterinarian, we're kind of like sleuths and CSIs because we can find some very small signs that may not seem like a lot, but can give us a direction and, and maybe a medication or a different avenue we want to go to. So I'd encourage you to, to have your little four-pound pop. Um, uh, checked out by your veterinarian, and then um, maybe we see about trying poor, some of those. We're known for our poor veterinarians. Okay, so oh. if you're a veterinarian and you're looking for a city to practice in, Palm Springs, if you're a good vet, that's the place to go, right? Check around, because there's a lot of times um, the word of mouth, um, if you know people at dog parks, pet stores, places where a lot of pet lovers um, kind of congregate, that's a great source of um, you know referrals for veterinarians. Your dog doesn't need to be infested by fleas to have a reaction. We learned that just a few weeks ago with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Yes, she had one flea, just, just one flea. You were only claiming that one flea, but that can do it. Yes, saliva is very allergenic. This is Animal Radio Network.